Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Two, three, maybe a fourth. They're coming at him. He's beat six and seven. Top the moment is by the night. Oh, wow. No, no, no. Here we are, round seven of the Supercoach 365 podcast. The quick backup, Tommy Hudson, Ryan Selvage here with you once again. And I leave with the name Tommy Hudson because he is showing the way here for the Supercoach 365 podcast. Tommy, you're flying, mate, up into the top 1%. Yeah, g'day, Ryan. A really good week, wasn't it, for myself? Um, probably wasn't expecting it to be such a good week, but once Cleary went so big on Friday and were able to loop into his score into the captaincy. It was always going to be pretty good. So, uh, yeah, good signs into the orange period. Yeah, we'll throw up our ranks on your screens uh, right here for you now. Tommy, big score last week, 14 and 12. Four, oh, that is 1,412. Uh, soaring up into the top 1%. I was a, a long way off the pace. I didn't own... Uh, Cleary last week and uh, my captain let me down as well Mitchell Moses he did score 70 odd but it wasn't the 300 which you managed to find with Nathan Cleary great place to start the podcast tonight because he will be a topic of conversation uh, this week leading into the round seven match against the Raiders he uh, a little bit slow coming back from his injury but he he left no stone unturned in that come from behind wind against the Broncos uh, last Friday night that was a dominant performance and the performance we've come to expect from Nathan Cleary, I thought his first two games back this year, they were pretty good. He didn't score that well on Supercoach, but you could still tell he was in form. He was just finding his way back into things. And that he really clipped the other night against Brisbane and another fixture this week, home against the Raiders. He could go big again, really. Yeah, certainly looks a good one. He will be a popular trade-in. Of course, stick around. We'll get to our trades at the back end of the podcast. We'll answer some of your questions as well uh, that have come through overnight or this afternoon via our Instagram. Before we get to that, though, Tommy, let's wrap up uh, some of these other big performances from round six. Uh, Cameron Munster, another name here which stood out in that uh, heavyweight clash between the Storm and the Sharks last Saturday night at Melbourne. And just uh, reminded us again that Munster, he is the dominant, the premier number six not only in the NRL, but in Supercoach. Yeah, we all sort of spoke about it pre-season with what had happened late last year with the scandal, drug scandal, going to rehab and whatnot. And he said he was a new man. Craig Bellamy said he was a new man. And I think he's proving he is. It was great performance the other night. He's been great all year. And that was an excellent game, the Sharks and the Storm. They both look like top four teams. They do. And, of course, another one of those teams that will be pushing for... Uh, a top four spot. They're not showing it at the moment, though. The Sydney Roosters, they got a win over the Warriors there at the cricket ground, but some of their players, they continue to let us down. Uh, I know you traded in Joey Manu last week. Uh, me with Satili Tupanu are a bit of a pod, but uh, the man that everyone's waiting to come good, and he just hasn't yet, James Tedesco, he's sort of been a signal and a symbol of everything the Roosters have done so far to this point. Yeah, there's been a few occasions this year where we've seen the Roosters at home to a, a lowly ranked team on a nice day and we're just thinking Teddy 100 is coming, but yeah. it hasn't happened yet. Uh, Anzac Day presents another good opportunity for them, but 
Time's running out, really, for Teddy Owens. The Dragons, though, and you mentioned Teddy there. Um, I think he's got a BE of about 124 this week, so no easy task. And the Dragons, I mean, they'll head to the SCG with a bit of confidence. Um, they always live for that Anzac Day game and uh, coming off a win, albeit a scrappy one against Newcastle. Uh, last weekend, uh, they'll bring with them uh, some confidence up to the cricket ground. Um, anything else that you want to pick apart from uh, round six? I know Latrell Mitchell news today that uh, he is going to have surgery on that knee, so maybe... Uh, looking after his body while he's out with that hamstring injury, something else uh, which Latrell owners, not that there'd be many of them, but something else that they'd have to deal with in the next six to eight weeks. Yeah, it looks like he will definitely be out for an extended period, probably mid-season now that he'll, he'll be returning. I guess Blake Taff opens the door for him, possibly to be a cheapie. Um, we'll get to our trades later, but I think he could be a popular one. And uh, other than that, yeah, it was a good weekend of footy. I thought I thought for feeder and stags, continue to kind of troll super coaches they were pretty yeah. ordinary in the first month of the, the competition but since everyone sold them they've gone big two weeks in a row and you're laughing you've uh, held on to them for both of that time and probably a good little segue there you mentioned taff but but mostly katoni stags let's get into this uh, good bad and ugly for round number six uh, i'll kick us off here because speaking of good good friday I'm leading, uh, leading here with Damien Cook, 121, the first hat-trick of his career. Great trade-in, I can say, uh, if I can say so myself, last week. But Damien Cook, he's really stood up and, and playing with that 2018 form under his belt. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is down to maybe the new coach. I think under Wayne Bennett, a lot of people are starting to realise that he was sort of coached not to run as much, perhaps. But he's really back to his running game. Three tries for a hooker the other day. That's It's pretty rare. rare. I think we are discussing that Jake Granville was the most recent uh hooker to get a hat-trick yeah. uh my good was nathan cleary obviously uh pretty much anyone who had him that would have been their good as well because he went huge uh just a dominant player and he set up my week he did um and again he'll set up a, a couple of weeks you'd think here round seven we probably get five good weeks out of nathan cleary before he looks likely to to uh, make that blues jersey his own again uh this season let's talk some of the bad though Cleary for mine uh, as a non-owner watching Cleary it was a tough watch He's sitting there at half time and I'm thinking how good is this you know I've I've held on um, I'll get him in at a, at a cheaper price next week just wasn't to be um, I think he put on about 100 super coach points in about 35 minutes in that second period and just shows you again why he is probably the number one draft pick if we're doing a draft today yeah, I think he definitely would be. Uh, it wasn't too many bad things for me this week, obviously, with a good score. But Joey Manu, as you alluded to earlier, I traded him him in. Nice price rise with the low break even, but he didn't. He barely touched the ball against the Warriors yeah. on Sunday. It looked a good game for him. I think he only got 27. So, uh, yeah, looking for better scores in the future with him, hopefully. Frustrating. I know you traded out Lomax to get him in, and obviously Lomax in the headlines for all the wrong reasons after that game against the Knights. But kicked what looked a match-winning field goal at the time, Lomax. So, again, good signs from uh, from Zach going forward. Um, my ugly, though, speaking of centres, Katoni Staggs again. I left him on the bench again two weeks in a row. You thought I would have learned from round five, but no, made the same mistake in round six. So, watching Katoni carve up against uh, the Panthers, I just didn't see it happening two weeks in a row. Going to the home of the Premiers, uh, it's always a tough fixture, but he made it look quite easy, didn't he? Yeah, well, I was watching the game with you, and I think I gave you a high five when he scored, and then you told me you didn't have him in your team. So it was a bit disappointing uh, for yeah. you. Uh, my ugly, not really from my performance on the weekend, but more looking ahead, I sort of had a sit down today and had a look at the origin period going forward, and I really don't have many players in round 13. So I've got a lot of work to do in the next uh, six weeks to get a, get a playing team that week. Yeah, we may have to chat a little bit of that next week, uh, this time next week on the pod heading into round eight. Obviously, you have about a month leading into when the Origin teams are announced from that point onwards. So, uh, good topic of uh, conversation that will be this time next week. Before we look too far ahead, though, let's uh, recap all of those results from the week just gone. Uh, see them on your screens here now. Of course, if you're not uh, watching us on YouTube, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, but if you are listening to us uh, on the podcast, continue to do so. But this would make a little bit more sense if you were looking at it. The Raiders last week, um, they led 12-0 in this one, Tommy, and they ended up going down 18 points to 12 to the Cowboys. And it was just an odd game, wasn't it? Really a game of two halves. And I think that try right before halftime was a real momentum killer uh, for the Raiders heading into the break. Yeah, it was. I still thought we would be able to to hold on, hopefully. But it was really a uh, disappointing performance. Um 
we pretty much had to win that game. And now we go into game against the Panthers. So it's, it's not looking great for us. Uh, Good Friday, two entertaining games there. The Bunnies and the Dogs, 36-16. The Bunnies getting the better of them. It's pretty close in the first half, but uh, Souths ran away with it. Similar in the night game, Penrith, 40-12 over the Broncos. Uh, Saturday, Manly beat the Titans, 26-18. I thought that was a very entertaining match. Pretty high scoring. Every game the Titans are in, I think, is pretty entertaining this year. Yeah, uh, back and forth, and at one point they looked like uh, they could have ran the Eagles down, but uh, the class of DCE too much in the end. And speaking of class, we've already mentioned it there, but the, at the top of the podcast tonight, Cameron Munster, he showed all of his class in that win over the Sharks, 34 points to 18. You've already touched on the Roosters, uh, tight win, eight points in the end. Again, another come-from-behind victory for the Chooks against the Warriors. And then Sunday afternoon, 40, uh, the Dragons, 21 points to 16 victors over the Knights. And we haven't touched on it yet, Tommy, but the upset of the millennium, the West Tigers at $9 on top tippers and topsport.com.au somehow found a way to beat the Parramatta Reels. No one saw that coming. No, absolutely not. Um, I think they were $10 head-to-head, the Tigers, at one stage over the weekend. and. Yeah, you don't see them come off too often. Um, Eels were just a bit, I think, complacent. Tigers played well, but uh, Eels had their chances, and Jackson Hastings really stood up as well. Yeah, he's he's made it his team. I think someone said it might have been someone on Twitter. They said that they've got five captains. He's not one of them, but he is their leader. Could have been Joel Kane. So um, big things and better things ahead for the West Tigers, I think. They've still got Adam Dewey to come back, and I say that every now and again, but I think he's still their best player on the sidelines. So some hope at the, and some light at the end of the tunnel for the Tigers. Um, speaking of good results over the weekend, we'll throw up our group uh, ranking here, of course, our listeners league or our group uh, via Supercoach, and we'll throw it up here now. And I think it's Roosters Pack. It's, I think it's Troy who leads the way here. Top 10 on your screens now, of course. You can still join this, 576-855, if you haven't already. I don't know why you haven't. $500 to the winner, absolutely free to play. Uh, that uh, prize money, of course, courtesy of Top Tippers. Uh, and some great scores there, Tommy. I know that I think uh, I'm not going to let you go on without talking about it, but that 1,412 last week, your 23rd overall of 130000 last week. So, mate, plenty to be proud about heading into round seven. Yeah, I was getting excited, um, on Sunday and Monday, just imagining if I got the top score, my mates are kind of talking it up a little bit, but uh, 23rd, I'll take that for sure. Just quickly on our overall group, the Roosters pack, he's third overall in uh, the whole of Supercoach, so really good scoring there from Troy. Yeah, well done to Troy, well done to everyone else is uh, showing good things in that group again. Uh, I think there's upwards of fifteen or 1,600 in it, not too late to join yet. Before we dive into round seven, our preview of that ends that ground, of course. Be sure to follow us on the socials at Supercoast365. Again, we've already said you can watch us on YouTube, listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, and if you'd be so kind to give us a thumbs up or a, a favorable comment or review, we'd very much appreciate that. Tommy, let's get into this. Round seven, uh, can you believe it already uh, at round seven? Anzac round, as we said, a couple of the teams will be sporting their uh, commemorative jerseys. Uh, and this one here to kick us off, the Sharks and the Seagulls. Uh, a good game this time on paper. Yeah, nice Thursday night game. Uh, another five days of footy this weekend, so another big round. Uh, Katoa and Nakora are back for the Sharks. I think they probably missed both those guys last week. Yep. And Finucane is out since a bit of an out. But Cameron McInnes starts at lock for the first time this year. Does he become, I guess, a player in Classic now? Yeah, you might be able to tell me his price. I don't know at the top of my head. But Sharks, $1.47 favourites. Manly Outsiders, $2.75. Topsport.com.au, the line, a flat six as we record this on Tuesday night. You mentioned him there, McInnes. I think he looked a little bit out of sorts on an edge, and we've already mentioned Munster. I think he was scored, really. McInnes prefers playing through the middle, either jersey 13 as he is this week or in the number nine. But that dual position status, he will become an option soon enough, and I think he, his price may have bottomed out a little bit because of those lower scores coming off the bench. He's under $500,000 now, so a lot less than what we probably thought we'd be getting for at the start of the year. But like you said, I don't think the edge suits him. So in the 13 jersey, I think he's definitely one to, to monitor. Uh, for Manly, not a lot of team news. Tolo Cooler drops out, which is probably disappointing for the owners of that cheapie. But uh, they're looking pretty good without Turbo at the moment, the Manly side. Yeah, they continue to find a way, and it's important they do, isn't it? Because all of these wins, while they get while he's not there... 
makes the job so much easier when he gets back. They, they don't need to go on a winning run of 10 or 12 games to make the semi-final. So these two points while he's out, so uh, very much vital. Uh, for the Sharks, though, as well, Dale Finucan out. That, that paves the way for McInnes to come into the 13. And, of course, I'm not sure if you mentioned it there, but uh, Hamlin Ueli out for, I think it's up to 12 weeks now, the ruptured peck. So this could mean that McInnes gets a good three-month look at this number 13 jersey. You'd think Finucan probably naturally moves into the prop role now. Uh, well, when he's back and fit, he misses this week, of course, just a six-day turnaround uh, through his HIA protocol. So going forward, I know, I know before we move on, we don't want to get bogged down on the McInnes chat, but this is a real, real massive opportunity now for him to lock that jersey down. Yeah, and I'd, I'd say he's unlikely to play Origin McInnes. I don't know where Freddie's head at, would be at with that. But yeah, I do think in the weeks ahead, I will be looking to possibly get him in. He doesn't play round 13, but obviously he'll be there in uh, round 17. What are you thinking in this game, mate? I think this is the biggest test that Manly have had without Turbo so yep. far. But the Sharks, could they be a little bit flat possibly after the, the loss to Melbourne? They could be, but again, they could bounce back the other way, couldn't they? Because maybe they just got a bit of a reality check. I said it here this time last week. I think that was going to be their their real um, litmus test, their guide on, on their gauge of how they're actually going because they've had some of these big wins against some lesser opponents, Newcastle uh, and West Tigers previous to that. I think this is a game where they really want to arc up because Manly, they probably are a top eight team, potentially top six if and when Turbo comes back and finds his form from last year. Um, I don't think the Sharks lose two in a row and I don't think they lose at home this week. So Sharks are mine. You've already mentioned the Sione Katoa back on that right side, $1.83 anytime. So punters think he can get the job done. But what about his uh, his uh, wing partner, Ronaldo Molotalo, he's just soaring up. Not really a classic option. We never spoke of him to start the year, but very quickly with the negative break even, he could be an option for super coaches heading into this real tricky part of the year. Yeah, I think he might have been the second highest score of the week behind Cleary last week. He got 135 from memory. Uh, him and Talakai are both absolutely flying. Uh, and I, uh, you'd have to say Manly's back line isn't the strongest with centers of Parker and Harper. So yeah. some of those Sharkies outside backs will be licking their lips, I, I dare say. Getting some good ball they are off Nico Hines as well. And again, speaking of Sharks wanting to bounce back, he will be one of them. I think he really got a, a lesson of what it means to defend in the front line, especially up against his old mate in Cameron Munster. Uh, we'll leave that one there. I don't think there's too much more to touch on uh, with that game there. Of course, that one kicks us off Thursday night, 7.50pm. The Sharks at home to Manly there. The Broncos, next game here. Only one game on Friday, of course, uh, with the extended well, games across the weekend heading into Anzac Day. The Broncos at home to the Bulldogs on Friday night. This one, the, the latest start, of course, 7.50 p.m. Broncos, $1.55 favourites. The Bulldogs, $2.50 outsiders here going up to Suncorp. Uh, these two teams met only, I think it was in round two, Tommy. So quick turnaround. We get to see how their form has changed in the past five, six weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I know it's only round seven, but it almost feels like it's a must-win game. I feel like whoever loses this game, it'll really cement their spot near the bottom of the ladder for a lot of the season. Um, Brisbane, Tamari Martin is back at fullback. I don't think many people would have saw that coming. They mm. probably wish they had Jermaine Asako. Now we're testing you out, don't they? Yeah, it's funny. I said this to you the other day that... Um... You know, he could be an asset, and I don't think he's played his best footy at the Titans, um, Asako. So, again, if they could swap back, maybe they would if they had their time again. Uh, but, yeah, Tamari Martin, he gets in. I think he's around the bottom dollar price. I think he's maybe just over $205,000. Is he an option? Do we need to start looking at him? Or is there just too many guns in those spots? And I know Blake Taff already with some runs on the board there at a similar price playing around the halves and fullback as well. Yeah, I probably don't think so like i know what you're saying with taff so he probably is a rung above tomorrow martin maybe in draft if you're looking at something on the waiver wire this week uh tyson gamble replaces billy walters at six i suppose they just keep changing that position up farnworth is back which is a big in yep. uh, for the doggies aaron shop and Corey waddell are both back but i feel like they need to find a lot more in attack we keep saying every week but they're just not scoring many points yeah, maybe a little bit unlucky uh, a couple of times there against the Dogs. I know they had some disallowed tries or tries sent up as no tries, uh, which made it hard for the uh, the bunker to overturn it. Flanagan, I think he's been a good in for the Dogs. They've looked a little bit more sprightly with him at halfback. Um, but yeah, they need points. They need to find them. And I think Matty Burton really, uh, really starting to learn what it means to play for the Bulldogs. 
Just on the Broncos, uh, you mentioned him already, Katoni Staggs. He's already been 6% traded back in this week, uh, projected to make $95,000. So it just shows you, I mean, we almost said, didn't we? He was at that price, we just had to hang on to him. And if you did, like we both did, we'd been rewarded in the end. Yeah, for sure. Like I didn't think he'd bounce back to this level, but uh, it's been absolutely amazing. And they've been in hard games too on paper against the Roosters and the Panthers. So you think in a game against the Bulldogs, good chance to go big again and he'll make some big money. Um, are you going to play him this week though? I'm not doing it three times. I'm not going to watch him three times. I think the Bulldogs obviously a better, better fixture on paper as well. Uh, for Katoni, and that's probably why people are getting him back, aren't they? And, and it looks silly. We we hate it, don't we? Trading someone out only to trade them back in. You did it with uh, Teddy. Um, that sort of made a little bit more sense to me than Katoni, but it's, I'm, I mean, I'm starting to change my tune on that. If I had traded out Katoni, I think I'd be looking at him again uh, this week. If you are playing him, uh, topsport.com.au, $2.42 anytime try scorer, of course. So. A uh, bit of value there about Katoni. I'd probably be taking that on as well, of course, responsibly. But, um, no, it looks a good price there, Katoni, to, to find a four-pointer. Yeah, Payne Haas, um, he is also back in this game. We probably should have mentioned that. Obviously, a few people may have got rid of him last week with the week out. I did. I know. I think you held on to him. Uh, would you yep. be suggesting, I guess, getting him back if you got rid of him? <laughs> I mean, how many times can you do it, though? And that's why I didn't want to get rid of him last week because I always, I was happy to run a Max King for one week and he got a 51 anyway. So, I mean, the, the price of trading out and back in, two trades, and I, I couldn't justify it, honestly. I think whoever you've traded him out for, you almost just have to stick with it until Origin because he's going to play Origin, isn't he, um, Payne Haas? So uh, you'd think that you just have to suck it up now and, and cop it. Um just on him, though, again, 1.6% traded in uh, this week, Payne Haas, with a break-even of 53. So he could be making even more cash this week. So um, one to definitely keep an eye on there. Uh, anything else you like in this game? Um, the Bulldogs, they're now into favourites to win the Spoon, which is um, incredible on the back of that, that win by the West Tigers yesterday. Tigers were something like a $1.60 favourites, but the Dogs now equal favourites with West Tigers to uh, finish with the least wins at the end of the year. Yeah, I think it's a, a bit harsh, maybe, because if you do look at their recent games, they've had tricky matches against Storm, South. There was another one in there where they were never going to win. Yeah. Um, this is a lot easier. I don't know if they're going to beat the Broncos or not, but I think you'll get a better guide as to how they're actually going this week. Let's move on to one of the surprise packets of the year, I think it's fair to say. The North Queensland Cowboys up against uh, the Gold Coast Titans. And speaking of teams like the Bulldogs, teams we expected to rise... The Cowboys have probably taken their position of one of those teams that you know will be on the fringe of the top eight come the end of the year. And some of their big names, and their biggest name, Jason Tamalolo, he looks to have found some of his best form in recent weeks as well. It's been a bit of a rebirth, hasn't it? Last year, everyone was kind of disappointed by his lack of minutes and I guess lack of input in the games, but he's yeah. really bounced back this year. He's, he's playing more minutes every week. He had a base score of 74 last week, which is as high as you'll ever see. Phenomenal. So, yeah, really good signs for Jason Tamalolo. Yeah, we mentioned Damian Cook getting back to his 2018 best and uh, Jason Tamalolo doing exactly that. I think you actually picked him draft pick number one in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you nod your head there. The Cowboys, $1.80 favourites here. The Titans, $2.02 two outsiders. The line, one and a half uh, each or two there. $1.90, take your pick. Expecting some points in this one. Uh, if we are to see some points, of course, this game is at a Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, 5.30pm it is, up in Townsville. Speaking of return to form, 2018 form, Valentine Holmes. I know he's playing in the centres, but playing that roving role, and he's, he's looked every bit his, uh, his best self. Yeah, he's another one. Though. I think we said at the start of the year, you know, the Cowboys have two superstars, Tamalolo and Holmes. And last year they didn't fire at all. But this year they're both in great form. He kicked really good goals as well, Valentine Holmes. He's got three scores above 75 now this year. And it's in a team we didn't expect to do much. So, yeah, yeah he's flying under the radar and he's probably becoming a decent option. Um, onto the Titans, not a lot of team news. But I guess in the similar vein to uh, Tony Staggs, Dave Feeder. The last two weeks, he scored two barnstorming tries, two scores over 100. He's uh, he's certainly making the people that traded him out feel pretty bad. Yeah, I'm one of them. I can't hold them all, and he was one of them I, I set free pretty early on. And 
uh, at the asking price he was 740,000 he just wasn't performing but he's turned it around isn't he or he hasn't he I should say um and that is why he justifies that price tag because he can do things which no other player can we saw that try against the Eels up on the Gold Coast and a similar effort last week against Manly it's just it's just phenomenal big players like him shouldn't be able to do what he can do uh, and starting to get back in that try scoring form he will play origin as well so that's probably the one knock I have on for feeder like I wouldn't pick him up this week despite how good he's been in the past too yeah he does have that low score in him you're right um I don't know it's that lure of him getting a hundred against a team who probably like Cowboys can't defend that well I don't think so yeah Look, I don't know, probably coming close to origin, like you say, maybe we don't go yet. Uh, I'm thinking there'll be points in this game. I'm trying to look for what is the over-under. 41 I'd have to yeah. think it'd go over that, really. Uh, as long as the weather's decent up in Townsville, I think there'll be points are plenty. Yeah, both teams that love to score points. The Titans, they're still yet to show us that they can stop them. Uh, Cowboys' defense has improved, though, so... I mean, maybe they can find a way to repel uh, the Titans in this one. We've already mentioned Valentine Holmes, $2.70 anytime try scorer. He probably would be the way that I would go. Um, just back a winning horse while they keep winning. Uh, and you mentioned there, Jason Tamalolo, $5.90 anytime. He doesn't score many, but this could be a week where he rams home and really puts that nail into the coffin of non-owners because he's... He's starting to find his best. He's got that dual position status now, and this would be a, a big score on the cusp of origin. It would just be huge. Yeah, I think even if he doesn't score, he's in for a big super coach score this week. Yeah. I think this will be a game which produces a lot of super coach points. So, yeah, I'm excited for this one from a, from a points point of view. Uh, we'll push this on here to the final game on uh, Saturday nights. Of course, the final of two. West Tigers uh, back at Combank Stadium, the scene of the crime where Jackson Hastings just uh, slotted that uh, that field goal. It was just it just imprinted in my memory. He just went bang. It was uh, one of the better ones that we've seen already this year. We've seen a couple. Uh, he takes on uh, he he and the West Tigers take on the Rabbitohs. So somewhat a neutral venue here, uh, but can they make it two in a row? The West Tigers. I'm going to say no, but I mean. We didn't expect them to beat the Eels either. So the Rabbitohs, they're going to be in for a game here. Yeah, absolutely. We'll probably look at this game a bit differently now uh, after what Tigers showed us yesterday on Monday. Um, I don't know if they were brilliant. They were, they were better than they have been, but I think Eels gave them a lot of chances to win that game and they did take it. So, yeah, look, if South are off their game, I think it could be a danger match. But if South can click into gear, they'll probably get away with it. Uh, you've got here in the sheets that um, they pretty much named the same side. I think Jacob Little, uh, sorry, I think he'll come back into the team. Jake Simkin, uh, suspected fracture of the, the ankle or the legs, so he's probably going to miss despite being named today. Um, but speaking of number nines, it'd be remiss of us not to talk of Damian Cook, just how good he was last year. You've got here challenging Harry Grant as the premier hooker. He's just taken ownership, hasn't he? Uh, Damien Cook of their attack with, I guess, Cody Walker out of sorts and young Lockie Ilias yet to hit any uh, real heights. And Damien Cook's just taken it upon himself as the veteran there in the spine. Yeah, I think you've nailed it right there. Um, obviously, Latrell's out now. Cody, I don't know. He's a bit missing action still. And Ilias is maybe struggling a little bit still. But yeah, Cook is just absolutely on fire. Like we said earlier, he's running more, which is leading to all these extra points. And uh, like we said a few times, you know, South have a really good draw through this middle part of the year. He will be involved in Origin, but I still don't think it's too late if you want to get on his train. Yep. Um, yeah, playing great footy, Damien Cook. As we say, we probably get another, I don't know his break even, you'll be able to tell me, but you, you get probably four or five good looks at Damien Cook uh, before he's picked for New South Wales, barring injury, of course. South Sydney, $1.27 uh, favourites here. The West Tigers, $3.80 outsiders. The line, 10 and a half. Uh, over under 40 and a half. Uh, the under expected there narrowly uh, the favoured way in the market. Just on Damian Cook before we move on, Tommy. Uh, he's made a stack of cash already this year, but uh, his break even this week. Tell us what it is. It's just 10. So uh, he's in for another decent price rise, projected price rise of another 50K or thereabouts. So, mm. yeah, definitely not too late uh, to get on the train. As far as uh, bets in this game go, I think the line of 10 and a half is fairly. Fair enough. Uh, maybe Alex Johnston. It's only a dollar seventy, but I could just see them a bit of a left side raid. Blake Taff as well. I think uh, he might be able to get involved in that two dollars fifty. 
Yeah, uh, I like all of that. Just uh, before we move on, I think you probably asked a good point there about the premier hooker in the game. I know uh, Harry Grant keeps scoring tries, and it probably keeps him a little bit more relevant in terms of his scoring, because if he wasn't scoring those tries, suddenly we wouldn't even be talking uh, a conversation who is better. I mean, Cook, I know he scored three at the weekend, but um, I'd just be a little bit more worried about the the hooking stocks at Melbourne, given that they still do have Brendan Smith, who's playing less minutes. Uh, Wishart still manages to find his way onto a bench, so... I mean, if I had to make a decision today, again, I'd go Cook this week, despite how good Grant's been. And that's probably just an even uh, bigger testament to how good Damian Cook has been already uh, to start the year. Yeah, and you speak of, you know, Storm's options. They've got Brandon Smith and Wishart on the bench. South have four forwards on the bench. So, like, Cook's playing 80 every week, yeah. uh, injury, as long as he doesn't get injured. So, yeah, I'm very happy to have uh, Damian Cook at the moment. Yep, you found him at the right time there. Uh, you've already mentioned some try scorers. Alex Johnson was one of them, and he showed uh, glimpses of his 2021 best at the weekend, uh, scoring a double as well. Cody Walker, I know we said he's off, but good that he's off the mark in terms of his try assisting uh, as well. We'll move on, though. Uh, Newcastle and Parramatta, two sides coming off losses. Are you starting to believe me, Tommy? The Newcastle Knights, are they a chance of the spoon? Because, I mean, you look at the way that they played at the weekend, they gifted chances to the Dragons. I know you think the Dragons are going to get the spoon. But, I mean, all this noise, Kalen Ponga, Willie, won't he stay? I just don't know. The the Knights just seem to stink. How they won two games to start the year, it's still beyond me. Yeah, no, I agree with you in as much as this Ponga noise is going to be a distraction. And the earlier that can get done, the better, because... At the moment, after every loss, having to answer questions about his contract in the press conference, it's just an ugly look. Yeah. Um, I didn't think they were that bad the other day. I probably thought they were almost a better team against the Dragons. It just didn't work out in that final 10 minutes. So, look, I don't know. I, I agree with you. They're not going to figure anywhere near the eight, but whether or not they come last, it's another question. Two tough games here. This one, obviously, uh, or the next two, this one here against Parramatta, the next one against the Storm. So very quickly, things could keep uh, sliding away. You mentioned Ponga there. He showed glimpses of why he has so much promise, I think, uh, signs uh, that he can get back to somewhat of a good rugby league player. Um, 122 points uh, last week. Uh, I think he had an assist and scored a try as well. So... um, maybe starting to justify a little bit why there's so many headlines about his future beyond this year. Yeah, no, it was one of the best performances he's put in for a few seasons. I think the other day he was the best player by a country mile. Um, Adam Clune returns as well this week, which does give him a little bit more attacking force, but they're just struggling to score, you know, any sort of points needed to win games. Uh, for the Eels, Junior Paulo is back, which is a big in through the middle. Uh, Hayes Perham is on the wing, Penasini into the centres. So I guess owners of Will Penasini, he did well again the other day. I don't think it really matters if he's in the centres or the wing. He seems to like carrying the ball and getting a bit of base work done. Yeah, he gets in, does a bit of work. Um, I was probably a little bit disappointed with him and with Parramatta, uh, to be honest. Obviously, they lost the game, but I mean, on paper, it was a brilliant fixture for them, wasn't it? And I know I traded in uh, Mitch Moses last week. Partly for that fixture, partly for this as well. I still think the Eels can, if they bounce back, they'll win this one quite well. Um, maybe just an opportunity missed last week uh, or Monday against uh, the Tigers out there at Combank. If we are playing try scorers in this one, Tommy, um, I mean, where do we look? I know we've already mentioned Moses there, Dylan Brown as well. Actually, before we get into try scorers, just on those two, how are their owners feeling this week? I know I can speak as a Moses owner, but Brown owners as well. He continues to bang out 70s. Do they need to? Do we need to look to Cleary to Munster? Do you think, or can we just keep persisting with these guys for as long as they're doing the job? Um, I thought they were both pretty impressive yesterday. I know you weren't too happy with Moses' performance, considering he was on such a high score after about twenty minutes. Yeah. But that kind of in itself shows you how quickly he can score. And in a game against the Knights or easier games I'll have in the next few weeks, I still think he's going to be a very dangerous player. And Dylan Brown just showed in that try set up for Marnie, you know, how good he's going this year, the, the speed he has. So I wouldn't be too uh, too perturbed if I did own both those guys or one of them. Definitely. Uh, they were pods to start the year. They probably became a little bit, you know, in vogue in the last couple of weeks as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be trading them out just yet. I think you, they've obviously got this fixture this week, but um, 
I think they've got another good one next week as well against uh, the Cowboys. Uh, that one at Darwin, so again, a neutral venue, but you think dry track up there at Darwin. They, they love scoring points. Speaking of pod plays, Clint Gutherson would have been one at fullback to start the year, but he just keeps finding a way to the trial line. I think he's scored in his past five games now, so if you found Gutho early, well done to you. Yeah, he's done a, a decent job. He only got 47 yesterday, so I don't know. A lot of once the second half came around, the Eels really seemed to shoot themselves in the foot and none of their players really scored at all. So yeah. I guess a lot of owners of Eels players will be looking for a better performance this week and they're definitely capable of it against the start of the Knights. Uh, we'll push on here. Uh, next game, of course, uh, Sunday afternoon footy. Uh, of course, we're heading to Monday, so just the one game on the Sunday. The Panthers up against the Raiders, this one at Penrith Park. Um, Penrith, you'd just think are too good and I think... They would have extended their, their winning streak at home into a 1,000 days by this point. If not, it'd be 999. It'd be very close. Um, the Raiders, I don't think they can get the job done this week. Well, if their winning streak isn't over a 1,000 days before Sunday, it will be after because they're not going to lose this game. Um, yeah. Canberra look like they're in a bit of a, a rebuilding phase or there's just problems there. Penrith are going from strength to strength. And I think if you have Cleary you're happy and if you don't have him you're just doing everything you can to get him in for this yeah i think you'd probably be happy that you watched on not from a points perspective i know i was as hard as it was to watch him pull out 150 he still did lose a bit of cash last week what did he lose i think he lost about eighty thousand dollars um so couple that with a moses price rise of forty thousand dollars there's a hundred thousand dollar swing so as much as it burns to watch him score 150 last week it is a long game and that probably helps uh, justify that a little bit more. But a break-even this week for Nathan Cleary of 83. So he could be back to making money as soon as this week. If you don't have him, you almost have to get him for this game. Yeah, I know we used to do our little pick-your-own-player lines on our Instagram, and we probably would have to think that 82 is achievable for Cleary this week. Uh, nice day game at home against Canberra. So, yeah, he's up for a big score again. You'd have to think few changes for the Raiders this week. Uh, probably needed to. Rapana is into fullback. CNK is back to the bench. And Xavier Savage gets to start on the wing. Also one, I think, going forward, not this week, but uh, Harry Rushton, he's got a big boom on him. Uh, rookie 2RF, I think he is. Perhaps if he can get some uh, more game time on the field, I think he's one to follow as a cheapie. Okay, we'll keep an eye on him uh, this week, but heading into the origin period as well. I think the Raiders play round 13 uh, am yeah. I right in saying that? Yes, yeah, okay. So he could be uh, he could be an option uh, in that week if they are missing anyone. I don't know if they have too many rep players out. Maybe Jack White and but um, Papalee, of course, maybe. for the yeah for the uh, for the Queenslanders as well. But uh, on this game, before we look too far ahead to Origin, you would think Penrith by how many? Uh, Taylor May continues to impress us. That try he scored the other day was phenomenal. Uh, and Isaac Tungo, he's, he's, I won't say he's gone off the boil, still scoring 50s, but uh, his, his high output may be slightly dented by the fact that May is going so good down that left side. Yeah, you're probably right. Tago isn't going as good as he once was, but he doesn't probably have to at the moment. You know, they're just winning with such ease. Taylor May is doing such a good job. Um, if you look at the anytime try scorer markets and the first seven are the Penrith back one. So uh, it's pretty ominous signs and it's hard to argue really with it. <laughs> pretty much the team sheet, isn't it? One to seven. Uh, Viliami Kikau, of course, in there as well. Two dollars seventy-two. if you are playing the back rower. Um, can't help but laugh. I did put up a tweet on Friday, not knowing or not thinking that the West Tigers would get done in round six. I said, what would happen first? The Panthers lose the game or Tigers win one? Um, but got a couple of responses to that saying it was a great question, uh, a real head-scratcher, and I think it turned out to be about 50% uh, each of two, the two votes. So it just shows you that no one really was was expecting the Tigers to get the win. But just on that, just on the Panthers, when do we see them losing a game? I know we're probably going to see some, some markets from Top Sport and uh, maybe some other agencies as well when they will drop their next game. Of course, this game here against uh, the Raiders, but from memory, some tougher games ahead against the Roosters, maybe the Eels, the Storm on the horizon as well. So um, they might push on past this one, but how far do you, do you actually think they can go without dropping a game this year? Well, yeah, they'll win this week. They've got the Titans in round eight, which they'll definitely be short price favourites for. Then the Eels and Storm rounds nine and ten. So I guess those two are uh, 
definite chances to drop one. That yeah. game against Melbourne is uh, the Saturday night game of Magic Ground, so that'll be absolutely awesome atmosphere. Yeah, nice. We might have to head up there uh, for that one, pack our bags. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the first game they dropped last year, was it round 13? I know they definitely dropped an origin-affected game either against the West Tigers, I think it was, at Leichhardt. I don't know, yeah. but it was something like that. So they could push on uh, until they lose a, a handful of troops come origin time. Uh, anything else you like here? Uh, probably not. Probably just play some try scorers, like we said there. Tago, two dollars. Probably you'd have to think he's less than, or sorry, more than a fifty percent chance of scoring. So maybe him. Yeah, if you are playing the first two X markets, maybe first to thirty. Uh, Penrith, a dollar ninety-one. So it's not a great price, but um, you probably think they score five tries in that game. And if Nathan Cleary brings his kicking boots, which we hope he will, uh, as prospective owners. Um, they should be hitting 30 on uh, Sunday, you'd think. Let's get to this, though. Uh, Anzac Day, of course, uh, the traditional Anzac fixture, the Dragons and the Roosters. The Dragons' home game, albeit at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Um, what are we looking at here? Of course, I see in the, uh, the run sheet, the team sheet, still no Tyrell Sloan for the Dragons, but uh, you've got here an average win, but maybe it's hard to justify changing while they're winning games. Yeah, maybe uh, Coach Anthony Griffin sees it as a bit of a, I guess, cauldron to throw a young player into an Anzac Day game where there'll be hopefully 40,000 or something like that there. But um, look, they did get to win the other day. I didn't think it was overly impressive. Uh, the Roosters probably the same. They got a win as well. But again, they're just not really showing up how we thought they would this year. Yeah, uh, it's frustrating, isn't it? I know you mentioned Joey Manu at the top there. Suwali obviously could be a popular trade in this week as well. Playing down that right side. In the past, it has been there. I know Tupo does score a lot of tries, but I just think the last couple of years with Brett Morris on that side, they, they did love to go down the right. It just wasn't the case uh, on the weekend, just gone. It got to a point with about 15 minutes to play where Joey Manu, he said, stuff this, I'm, I'm going to go look for the ball. And he went to the left side. He tried to play a little bit of fullback or jump in at left centre. They just need to find a way to get him into the game because when he is in the game, we've already seen it the past two weeks prior to the one just gone. He is phenomenal and truly the world's best centre. Yeah, it's exactly. It's just getting involved. And oh, I saw a mate of ours today, Blake's Brushworks, he kind of said they just have so many so many stars in that team. Maybe they just can't share the load around that much. That's why Teddy's not scoring as well as yeah. we would hope. I think Sam Walker's been great the last few weeks, so perhaps he's taking more of it on his shoulders um, Momorovsky's back this week. I think there's been a little bit of conjecture. He gets the spot over Kevin Nagama, but Momorovsky's a, a premiership-winning centre, so I'm not too surprised. Yeah. Uh, Angus Crichton back as well. So some of these big guns um, starting to find their feet again. And Angus, one of those, like David Fafita, who had a slow start to the year, but getting back somewhere near his best. And hopefully he shows it again here against the Dragons. The Roosters, they are firm favourites here at $1.24. Uh, Dragons four dollars ten outsiders with top sport, and the line twelve and a half. So I don't know. Going off recent form, I know the Roosters can probably click in the gear, and we we're hoping to see that. But I don't know. Anzac Day, the Dragons they may lift. I know we've been to a couple of the the Anzac games at the Sydney Cricket Ground. It truly is an occasion beyond just the eighty minutes. So they might just find a way to get within two tries here. Yeah, I'm a bit torn. I, I feel like I've been burnt by the Roosters a few times, but I do think they'll click this week. I think uh, it could be one of those games where they could win by 30, perhaps. So I'll be sort of playing the margins, I think. Uh, you mentioned Sam Walker there. He was best on ground in this same game last year. So uh, he'll be looking to keep his uh, his trajectory going in the right direction. Luke Keery looks somewhat more settled as well. But as you say there, James Tedesco getting into the game. He is finding it a little bit more hard, maybe. Uh, last year, his receipts were upwards of 20 a game. Uh, sorry, uh, more than that even, um, 30 a game. With all these different, uh, I guess, chiefs in the kitchen there, it may be a little bit hard for him to, to find his running game. And it's not just going to come overnight, is it, um, after the role that he was asked to play last year? No, exactly right. And I think if you watched last week, NRL 360, Trent Robertson kind of just said that, you know, they're building into this season. They don't want to peak too early, so... I guess we just have to give the Roosters some time. It's not what you want for Supercoach, but um, they're, they're just doing what's best for them, I suppose. Yeah, before we move on, just on Sawali, is he, a, is he an option this week? I know some people will be looking to cash out some CTWs, be it uh, Isaac Tungor or Bo Furmore, maybe uh, even Xavier Coates. I know I've seen his name thrown around. 
uh, to make way for Nathan Cleary. Is Suwali an option? I know he scored the other day. Probably doesn't flatter his potential and the hype that we've heard about for so many years now. But um, is he someone that you want to be playing with ongoing at 240,000, I think he is, thereabouts? Maybe. I haven't got him in at the moment. But if you look at his next month, you know, they've got Dragons, Dogs, Titans, and then he will be there for round 13 um, when they play in the bye round. So, yeah, he does have some ticks, but I'm yet to see. I'm yet to be convinced of what the hype is all about really i know it's he's only young but i don't know he hasn't done a lot yet let's be honest okay now i'm with you but he does look a, a real a real force doesn't he like he's he's tall he looks to have put on a bit of size um so good for the roosters to have two big bodies coming out of their back end and that's before you even consider tedesco running for 200 meters a game so uh maybe cool our jets on Sawali. do we get we'll get one more look at him anyway won't we uh before he has a price rise in case we want to move to him next week that's exactly right, yeah. His price rise will be after the Dogs game providers in the team. So, yeah, you expect him for a pretty big rise there. All right, let's uh, round this one out. The last of the games here in round seven. Uh, again, now a traditional Anzac fixture. The Storm and the Warriors at Amy Park. No doubt they'll turn the lights off. Cameron Munster, he might turn them back on very quickly, though, because the way he's lit up that ground already this year in games against, uh, I mean, most recently, of course, the Sharks. But before that, Parramatta, he was very good. Maybe a quiet day against the Bulldogs before that in round four. But um, the, you already mentioned there the Roosters sharing the load. The Storm, they, they have to do a similar thing, don't they, with Hughes, Pappenhausen, and, of course, that man Munster we speak of. Yeah, they do, but it doesn't seem to affect their super coach scores too much like it does with the Roosters because other than that one game against the Dogs, you know, Munster's been a star all season. And the other night, he just some of those line breaks he was making, he just looked untouchable, didn't he? Yeah, looks like you at Oztag sometimes, just skirting past defenders and just skipping away. He looks like he's enjoying his footy as well, doesn't it? Like the big smile, the tongue out after he scored that try. Like it's just good to see him in a good place. The Storm here, firm favourites, a dollar ten. The line, uh, sorry, a dollar ten favourites. The outsiders, the Warriors at seven dollars. The line, nineteen and a half. So a big start here, the Warriors. They get it. I think traditionally, though, the Melbourne Storm, they win this game and they win it quite well. Um, haven't got the figures in front of me here, but, I mean, just going off what I can remember, in these games, they do seem a way to click. And if I'm not mistaken, this was the game 12 months ago where Reese Walsh made his debut uh, as an NRL player down there in that fixture at Amy Park. Yeah, it seems like a long time ago. I think he was wearing the headgear that night, Walsh. Uh, but it was a good debut. I think they lost fairly convincingly. You are right about that. The Storm usually put on a show on this Anzac that game. And that bodes well, you know, for perhaps Munster, Harry Grant. Uh, I think captaincy choices here will be pretty important. They'll be pretty popular. Yeah, we'll get to that after uh, we finish off this game. We'll have a quick break. We'll, we'll talk a bit of captains. Before we do, though, looking at uh, trading players out again, I'm just thinking with trying to make some money here. Xavier Coates, a name. I think he's got a pretty high break even this week, around 60 or, or so. If he's not scoring a try, he's not getting anywhere near that. So... Again, it's probably a great fixture, and this is where the question comes in, doesn't it? Do we trade out these guys? Uh, we've already mentioned the Storm. They have a good couple of weeks after this one as well. So it could be a fact of trading them out, but then you've you, you got to live by your choices and watch them score big scores. Yeah, exactly right. You know, the last two weeks, he's got 15 and then 18. So he could very well could get 80 this week. There's absolutely no doubt about that. So I think, like you said, if, if you do sell him and he does go big, you can't. I guess, dwell on it. It's just the nature of the beast with him. Uh, anything else here on this one? I know try scorers, we mentioned the, the Panthers would have been popular. Um, you said they had the first six or seven in the market. It looks the same way here. And that man, Coates, $1.64, he heads the list. Uh, familiar names here, Ryan Pappenhausen and Nick Meaney, all under the $2 quote. Uh, and Justin Ollum, if he can back up his try scoring double against the Sharks, $2.46 any time. Uh, Cameron Munster, $3.15. So maybe a bit of value there for money to go back-to-back in terms of his tries. Yeah, they all they all look value to me. I think this could be a pretty big score. Uh, Harry Grant, he's fairly decent try score as well. Three bucks. Jerome Hughes loves running the ball, three twenty-five. So take your pick, game responsibly. Yep, do it with topsport.com.au, of course. Uh, you can bundle them all together in a same-game multi and uh, try your luck there. Maybe something to round out a big day on the punt with two up, of course, on Anzac Day. Um might be able to turn some of that cash into uh, something else on topsport.com.au. Uh, Tommy, let's have a quick break. Uh, we're going to come back, of course, after the break. We're going to talk captains and, 
And there's going to be some names there, the Melbourne Storm, the Roosters, and of course, the Penrith Panthers that, uh, that lead that chat. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Whether you're into cricket and curling or golf and greyhounds, Top Sport will let you on for plenty. And with literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard to the international stage, Top Sport has you well covered. So if you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play. You stay in control. Gamble responsibly. Yeah, welcome back. Supercoast 365 podcast, once again in season 2022. Proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au. Uh, we've spoken there about uh, some anytime try scorers, some multis uh, across the weekend. Uh, you, of course, you can do that via Top Sport. And if you aren't already a customer, you can sign up via our Instagram. Just go to our bio, click the link there. Um, you can use our referral code and uh, Tristan and uh, the crew up there at Top Sport on the Gold Coast. Uh, they'll be able to sort you out. Tommy, let's talk some captains. Uh, we do this, of course, usually on a Wednesday on our socials, our captain's call. It's our best post of the week, bar none. And they all come to you for uh, for all the advice this week after your impressive week last week. So you might head us off here, mate. If you're playing a captain this week, it's probably just as important to get your VC right. You showed that last week. Yeah, well, the loophole, uh, it's, it can be very helpful. It was last week for a lot of people, including myself. If you can work out how to do it with uh, players sort of on the bench later in the round, it is hard to do, I will admit, but if you can do it, it can pay dividends. Uh, I thought Nico Hines this week could be a popular one. I don't own him, but just looking at the fixture, Thursday night game, three scores this year, over 100 so far from uh, the six games that he's played. It's a pretty good strike rate. Uh possibly the vice captain for him yep some other names here of course we mentioned them the Parramatta halves in Moses and Brown good fixture they get this one it is a way to Newcastle the only knock I have on this one but that shouldn't really matter to them Sunday afternoon 42 p.m. we know that they are a dry track team Parramatta the Knights defense look they conceded 20 points last week uh, to the Dragons of course Uh, they've shown that they can leak points I think of that round three game against the Panthers at Bathurst and um, even uh, after that, or maybe before that, no, round four, I think it was, against the Sharks, an 18-0 loss they suffered that day. So Parramatta, if they do click, click into gear, uh, Moses and Browns, they, uh, Brown, rather, they could be good options. Yeah, and they both still scored around 70 yesterday despite not playing that well. So uh, they might look to be on the bounce back from the Tigers' loss and go big. Later that day on Sunday, Nathan Cleary, I think you'd have to have him somewhere in your thoughts, uh, 150 last week. Yeah. Great fixture at home to Canberra. Probably think he gets over 100 again. So I think anyone who gets him in will be putting the captain or vice captain on him. Yeah, I can only speak for myself here. And of course, we'll get to our trades just after this. So I won't give it too much away. But the only concern I would have with Cleary as a vice captain option as opposed to a captain is he does play Sunday. So your options are limited in terms of your non-playing reserves and someone you can get in after that. Uh, you've probably only got four teams to choose from, be it the Dragons, the Roosters, the Storm, and the Warriors. Probably even, I was going to say two teams, maybe two and a half, because those Storm and Roosters players on paper, you don't really want to be trading them out um, to, to get in a non-player. I think of even Xavier Coates, he would be a good option there, centre wing, one of those positions where you may not lose too much against a non-playing reserve. Um but suddenly Xavier, he's 15 that he, he churned out last week, could be 115 this week against the Warriors on a favoured uh, fixture. So that's just the only thing I would say about Cleary as a vice-captain option this week. Yeah, you definitely have to weigh it up. It is tricky to do, and there's not many options this week as Cleary plays late in the round. So you probably want to see him get at least or similar score to last week before he considered doing it. Uh, on Monday, there's a lot of captain options, obviously. I think if you still have Teddy... He's possibly going to go big against Saints, but you'd be brave to captain him. But I yeah. think he's not the worst shot. And then uh, Monday night, Anzac Day night, uh, Munster, Paps, even Harry Grant, take your pick for Melbourne. Who would you say is the best option to captain from the Melbourne side? Oh, I mean, purely off the ceiling, you'd probably have to go with Pappenhausen, given he's the goal kicker. But um, And the fact that he supports so well up the middle. But I think he's under an injury cloud as well, um, Pappenhausen, isn't he? With um, that ankle, it looks swollen or at least bruised after that game against the Sharks. Uh, The hip drop tackle that wasn't a hip drop from uh, McInnes. So 
all of that considered, I don't know, I haven't heard too much today on Tuesday as we go to air about Pappenhausen's likelihood of not playing, but that's something to consider as well if you are trading out a, a Tedesco maybe this week as well. Uh, those other two points considered, probably Munster over Grant, given that Munster's just in red-hot form uh, and that Grant's minutes may be lessened by, um, of course, Wishart and Brandon Smith in Jersey 14. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'd probably go with Paps, to be honest, with the goal-kicking. But like you said there, monitor with the injury. But I think uh, going into Monday, you know, there's going to be a lot of people riding those two games because there's a lot of big-name players on that Anzac Day which are going to affect scores massively. Yep, Alec McDonald may very well be my captain uh, come Sunday night against the uh, the Warriors um, in that one. All right, let's do our trading places, Tommy, actually. Do we want to do that or do we want to answer some questions from the listeners? It's up to you. We'll do our, we'll do our trades, I reckon. We've kept right. them in suspense long enough. Yep, uh, well done. If you've stuck around for this long, you can uh, head us off here, Tommy, with your trades for round seven. Yep, two trades for me. Uh, I was not going to do any, but then I thought I'm... I'm I'm in the top 1,000. I want to stay there, so I'm going to play pretty attacking. Um, Brad Schneider is out. I probably wasn't going to do this. His break even still very low. I think it's only two, but I really want to get to Blake Taff. Um, I like South's run. I like Blake Taff's goal kicking. He barely misses. He's going to be fullback for the next probably six to eight weeks, and he's going to make real good money this week, and I may, I think I saved 150K doing that. So yeah, nice. happy with that one at halfback. The other one is uh, Josh King is out. He's been obviously a great servant of many teams and uh, definitely mine. But uh, the break even starting to creep up there now. He's not really scoring amazingly. I'm going to go to Jason Samuelo, who we spoke about earlier. He's back in great form. And he plays round 13, which is uh, very important. So they're my two trades this week. Yep, and as you see there on our screens, uh, you can still have uh, – sorry, you still do have 29 29- – Trades remaining, four trade boosts remaining as well, and a salary there of 80000 upwards as well. So no, some good moves there, and as you mentioned there, Josh King, I think, I mean, he was probably, you can probably keep him last week, because I think he found an attacking stat against the the Raiders, or he might have even had one against Parramatta Reels. That's just not going to keep happening, is it? Those, I think he had a try assist against the Eels, maybe again against the Raiders, so... Uh, time to sell, you think, as that break even creeps up. And you've already said there, Tamalolo, a great option, dual position player, uh, not playing Origin, of course. So, no, they look good options. Uh, and, of course, uh, I don't think you've saved the trade to this point. You've, you've made at least two trades every week. Am I right? Yeah, from memory, I have. I, I almost didn't make a trade this week, but I really, really wanted Blake Taff and I really wanted Tamalolo, so I just thought I'll pull the trigger now. Why not? Yeah. No, uh, a good point. There are, there are going to come weeks though very soon. I think maybe mine as soon as next week where I do have to just hold tight and uh, trust the cavalry that we've got assembled. And here's uh, some of those new additions to my team this week. Uh, Bud's battlers, they truly are battling. Uh, James Tedesco out. Nathan Cleary comes in. Seems a no-brainer given the way he played last week and the way we think he's going to play this week against the Raiders. And one of my favourites, both Fermoy, he's done a great job. I think he's made upwards... 150,000, but his time to go. Again, sort of looking ahead here to round 13. I, I sort of needed a front rower or a second rower who was a chance of playing that week and maybe misses some other weeks, and that's Fletcher Baker of the Sydney Roosters for mine. He did get an attacking stat against uh, the um, Warriors on the weekend, so that helps his break even next time out. Um, so that's the way I've gone there. Just the two trades this week. Three trade boosts left, uh, 28 trades remaining beyond these two. Uh, remaining salary there of twelve thousand uh, dollars, just about twelve seven hundred, in fact. So uh, that's the way I'm playing this week. But I mean, all of those points considered, that leaves me with Moses, Cleary, uh, Pappenhausen, and Hines in those key positions. So four goal kickers, four high ceiling players. I think that's the way forward if I'm going to catch up these ranks. Yeah, it's pretty. It, it's ominous. It's it bodes well for you. You've got good attacking players there. I guess you needed to get Cleary in. Absolutely no doubt about that. You get rid of Teddy. Um, I probably can't argue with it at the moment, considering the names you do have in that team. But I, I do remember a fortnight ago you said you can't play super catch without Teddy. Now you're going to have to with our games against the Dragons, the Dogs, and the Titans coming up. But yeah. they're just not performing really, the Roosters, are they? Yeah, for me, I think it was a case. I only brought in Moses last week. It was either I sell Moses straight away. But again, looking at sort of a three, four-week lens, 
Tedesco's break-even this week, 124. Moses is about 80, I think. So still achievable uh, for Moses, I think, this week at least. So going forward, they're the four I'll have for the next couple of weeks. And then Origin, it will be a headache, especially if there are some extended squads. I do have Payne Haas still, though. So some of those big names up front uh, as well, despite selling um, around him. You mentioned there uh, Blake's Brushworks already, a friend of the show. It's a perfect segue here into our listener questions. Uh, Blake says, who's more crucial to get in this week, Payne Haas or the Prince of Penrith? So if you've traded out Haas in recent weeks, which I think you have, where do you where do you maybe just preference your trades this week? Do you go big up front or you just go high ceiling with Nathan Cleary? I think Cleary is a must-have. Um, Haas is obviously a great player and pretty solid for a 70 to 80 every week. But, you know, Cleary showed the other day you can get 150 without even scoring a try. So, yeah, you've got to get Nathan in. Any concerns, though, with Cleary? I don't know. As I said, I just brought him in this week. So maybe a question just as much for myself as it is for you, as it is for other Cleary uh, owners, be it uh, current or prospective. But any concerns over Nathan Cleary's first two weeks back? The way that he just... He was involved in the game, but Penrith, they didn't really need him to, to put up a big score, and they still won quite convincingly. I wasn't alarmed, no. Um, I thought he played really well. It just probably did look maybe a little bit rusty, but he just showed the other day that he's back now and he's going to be peaking towards origin. So I think he's, I don't think he can win Supercats without him, put it that way. Yep, fair point. Uh, still on the Panthers, Bobby underscore Stone 98 asks, is Isaac Tango a trade? Uh, mentioned his scoring has dipped a little bit in recent weeks, but he's still averaging 65, dual position, center wing, 2RF. Uh, he won't be playing Origin, of course. He's in a team which is undefeated. So for mine, no, I'm happy to hold him. Even if that break even creeps up a little bit. We saw what Matty Burton could do at that left center spot last year. Tries just seem to come to that position on the field. So no, I'm not getting rid of him. No, I wouldn't be rushing to sell either. Like He hasn't been setting the world on fire the last few weeks, but at his price range, like there's not that many amazing options out there anyway. So he'll come good again, and he's in the best team in the comp. So for sure, keep him. Break even this week uh, for Isaac, 65. Projected score of 64 against the Raiders. He could have that by half time. I think he had a, a close to 50 um, early on in the year. He scored a try after literally two minutes. So um, don't be concerned, I don't think, about these players. As you already said, Tommy, he does love to get in and do some of that base work as well. So uh, no, Isaac Tungle not a trade quite yet. Alex Brigo says... Still speaking of CTW options, Mulatalo, is he worth a trade in at his price? I've already said how good the Sharks uh, have been to this point. They have a couple of good fixtures coming up as well. Uh, of course, a game back at home this week, Manly, one of them. Uh, Ronaldo and Mulatalo, upwards of $600,000 now. I couldn't justify that, especially when there's some other options there around him. I was about to say yes, but then I, I looked at his price. I had not looked at him all year, to be honest. 630 <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't justify that. He's going well, and uh, he'll go up again this week, but, yeah, he's too high for me. He may play for Queensland. Oh, wait. No, he won't. Um, Kai Dawkins. Sorry, bad joke. Kai Dawkins says here, Fafita has proved everyone wrong. Uh, He's speaking of, um, not Andrew, he's speaking of David Fafita, of course. (laughs) I'm ranked 111, and if I didn't trade him, I would be 19th. Wow, that's a hard luck story, but... 111th. I'm not feeling sorry for you. Um, Tommy, Fafita, you, you've sort of already covered off on it. Um, you can just continue to find ways to score tries which other players can't. Yeah, he was that sort of player, and that was the reason I guess I kept him because I knew he still has this massive ceiling, but he's just frustrating to watch. You're not going to get it every week, and I get why Kai got rid of him, but I don't know. You guess you have to uh, stick with your decisions in the end of the day. Exactly right. A couple of other questions here. Uh, yes or no from Aiden Stewart. Is Jackson Hastings a buy? No. Alex Brigo, is Lukey a viable option now that he's starting for the Cowboys? Came off the... Actually, he was supposed to come off the bench last week. Started. I think he played 80 minutes and scored a try. So uh, tell me if I'm wrong about his minutes, but Lukey, is he a viable option going forward? Yeah, he played 80 the other day and scored and played really well. Obviously watched that game with the Raiders in it and he was one of the better players for them uh, break even in, in the minuses this week so yeah he might be similar sort of Ruben Cotter a few weeks ago might be a good uh, cash cow 
Yeah, a couple more here before we round it out. Cody Hando, Hando94, asks us, if you had to keep Moses or D Brown, just one of the two, who would you keep? Ooh, I don't know. That's tricky. Maybe Moses with the goal kicking. What do you think? Yeah, no, that's the way I've gone. I mean, I never had Brown, but um, yeah, I think Moses' potential there, the goal kicking, the ceiling. And even, as I said, I was disappointed probably selfishly the other day. He wasn't horrible. He, I think he set up a try for Gutho, another one later on for Nia Kore. 72, busted the line. He looked promising. So a score of 100, it really wasn't that far away um, the other day. So the answer to that, that one there is a uh, resounding yes for Mitch Moses for mine. Uh, one more here before we round this out. Owen underscore Shembry. Uh, he tried to give us a call tonight, actually. We missed it. Um, sorry, he says, I didn't mean that. And hey, boys, just justifying, or rather, just wondering if you could give your opinion on if it's silly to sell Hines to Taff to get money to get Cleary, please. Um, are you selling Nico Hines given... That great run the Sharks have coming up. But then, again, Souths have a great run as well. Yeah, well, um, it's a big... You'd make a lot of money. You'd probably make 500k off the top of my head. Um, I don't know. I, I want Taff. I have Taff now. But would I get rid of someone like Hines to get to him? Maybe not. Yeah, probably not. I, I would say no as well. I just think potential there. Um, and, of course, that spots his, his Hines forever as long as he's there. And Taff, he's... Maybe got a shorter shelf life uh, there as well. Of course, if you are still putting your tips in with top tippers, we'd say keep doing that. Um, Dean and the gang have told us that uh, their app's coming along, but I have seen some scores over the weekend. Uh, Some of you guys are going very, very well. Um, So keep doing that. Top tippers, the place you can put your tips in, of course. If you haven't already, you can still get involved via the link in our Instagram bio, Top Tippers, download the app to play. $500 to the winner at the end of the year. Tommy, we'll just about leave it there, though. Round seven, Anzac round, a big weekend of footy, and it all kicks off Thursday night. Yep, five more days of footy. I uh, love this time of year, and hopefully some more green arrows this week. Yep, uh, for you included, mate. If you get any more green arrows, you'll uh, have to have a lay down. Dizzying heights up there at the top of uh, the ladder. Supercoach 365 podcast, of course. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, thumbs up, comment, all of that. And you can find us on the socials as well at Supercoach365. Our captain's call and our final teams posted on Thursday at 7pm. This is Ryan and Tommy, Supercoach 365 podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 